0: Sit right back, then you hear a tale, tale of trip. In the year 1831, biologist Charles Darwin began a fateful journey on the HMS Beagle. On that journey, Darwin formulated the controversial theory of evolution, which has impacted society down to this day.
1: Our goal is to punch holes in that theory, so we'd like to welcome you to Sink the Beagle. Beagle. Fire one, Captain! Nice shot, John. That was right on target. Ah, thanks, Dan. I love just... The squeeze of the trigger, the releasing of the idea, and
0: watching the ideas of Darwinism go down to the bottom, of the depths of the sea. I'm John Curlins. Oh, you're so
1: cruel. I am Stan Hudson. We want to welcome you to this week's episode of Sink, Sink the, the Beagle, Beagle, where
0: we take lighthearted looks at the serious issues that revolve around evolution and creation, lighthearted, because we know no other way, and it's also a lot of fun. It's just a lot of fun. Well, last week, Stan, on Kaboom. Sink the Beagle, we were kind of talking about ideas of faith of, uh, of the starting point for understanding existence that we are not orphans jesus said unless you become those trusting children mm-hmm. you're not even going to see the kingdom unless there, you there's a
1: humbling thing we a humbling we expected thing. to do
0: and with that it comes understanding mm-hmm. and you have to become like a child trusting a father that the father provides you just believe what he says and god says if we have that kind of relationship not immature necessarily. He's asking us to have a mature trust mm-hmm.
1: that is unconditional. Well, I don't him. know. I, the kids that I know tend to feel they do know everything. So well, I don't know. Well. I oh well. <laughs> well, anyway, but <laughs> humbling we, nature. Today we want
0: to go on and mm-hmm. take it the next step. Okay. Trusting what? Trusting mm-hmm. that God does what? We believe that God has revealed Himself, and we touched on it a little bit that we can't make sense out of our existence apart from revelation. And the scriptures we discover, or at least what we understand about Revelation, is there's two aspects of it.
1: Well, let's start with the first one. And the first one is is what has traditionally been called general revelation, or let's just say... What we see out there, the the universe, the world, ourselves in the mirror, we look and we try to understand by looking at, shall we say, it's a rough equivalent of going into an art gallery, studying works of art, sculptures, paintings, and trying to understand a little bit about the the sculptor or painter himself by his artwork. You can get some of it. But in terms of total reality, you'd like to know more, but that's beyond just looking at the work of art. And so you
0: have to basically go and ask the artist a question, Mm -hmm. and the artist is there on site or has left a record of what he was thinking Mm -hmm. and what he meant By the work he has created.
1: Which moves us into this second area, which is special revelation. Now, the first general revelation, actually, the Bible even refers to general revelation. Yes. Uh,
0: In Romans. It talks about God is understood by the things in which he has made. Mm -hmm. You can come to a knowledge of him, which means, I think, more or less what it's talking about there in Romans, that there is a being that exists out there that's huge. He's awesome. You should fear and tremble before a being that can speak things into existence, who can Mm -hmm. make flowers and birds and
1: make thunderstorms and create mountains and yeah. there's something out there huge and big. Paul was writing to the Romans at the time and in the Roman church and he was saying to those Romans who were intellectual people living in a very educated society he said you should be able to tell by looking at nature that there is a designer. Nature speaks volumes of information about how it's not randomly put together; it's organized. There is a deity. You should be able to see that by looking at. To some extent, John, uh, the intelligent design movement that we've talked about on Sync the Beagle has kind of taken that up as yes. saying you should be able to see some things. We nature. should be able to at least he's, some, some things, trying but not
0: everything pagan or atheistic uh-huh. scientist that, hey, uh-huh. there's something out here, but they're accusing him of being, quote, creationists, oh, which they people. probably are, too, but they don't want to admit that because they get for different reasons, various reasons, but we don't want to assign, well, digress too so much So that's here.
1: general revelation. You should be able to see some things about God, uh, his power, his, his love, maybe, of beauty and some other things. Yes. Uh, but not it's, everything. It's but an but in there's incomplete some problems. picture. There's some problems in the universe. Yes, and, and, th- and uh, there's no answers.
0: How do you understand the problems and and then that's why god gave us special revelation mm-hmm. and that actually has come in several phases the first phase actually if you want to go back to what the bible describes is probably an oral phase mm-hmm. where god talked to people like adam he did talk to adam we you know face to face right, right. no then, then they met other places mm-hmm. he talked to people and the information that adam and noah conveyed mm-hmm. eventually got recorded mm-hmm. by moses so you have mm-hmm. the spoken word orally transmitted mm-hmm. finally the beginning of the writings which took actually what six 1600 years, maybe Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. forty authors or so. Yes, exactly right. Then becomes the written tradition. Mm -hmm. But there was even still. We go one more,
1: Mm -hmm. one more. Well, yes, based on some very interesting words that uh, the uh, Apostle John writes, uh, John, and uh, when he talks about in the first chapter of John, he even alludes to creation. He said, for the longest time, we had uh, the word. The word was with God, and the word was God. But now He became a revelation in the flesh he actually dwelt among us we beheld him and he was a revelation of god very personally and with little doubt as to what the meaning was and so what taking you real, questions you, answering right there on the spot
0: so what is this revelation done well basically when god spoke to humanity he told us where we came from how he did it mm-hmm. and what went wrong mm-hmm. so we could have answers And then how to live in a right, what the Bible would describe, a covenantal relationship with him. Mm -hmm. Whether it's a covenant with Abraham or Mm -hmm. a covenant with the nation, it's still the covenantal relationship model throughout all of Scripture. A personal relationship with God.
1: Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. what God is after.
0: And And then, but if if you really wanted to know God and get very intimate, Mm -hmm. just the mountaintop experience of, and the understanding through symbolisms and ceremony wasn't Mm -hmm. enough. Mm Mm-hmm. Because that didn't solve the problem. Just
1: laws and things. Mm-hmm.
0: So God sent his son. Mm-hmm. And that's what Christ came to do, was to solve the problem. And he even said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And if you've related to him, you're mm-hmm. in relationship with your creator. Mm-hmm. And, and we can talk about that in some future, sync The Beagles, of mm-hmm. what the New Testament says about creation. But
1: Jesus seemed to indicate in his own teaching style that when he would refer to Old Testament writings, he seemed to suggest that those were valuable, were accurate revelations of God. He would say, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And he was talking about the written revelation, the special revelation that came through the, the Bible, mm-hmm. that that was a good source for man to know God. So we go back to our original
0: thought. Okay. That how do we know there's a creator as a Christian? Mm-hmm. We believe in general and special revelation. Okay. Now what's happened is man has tried to understand general revelation revelation apart from special revelation apart from the bible apart from the bible in other words man has been looking at nature and trying to understand nature without talking to the author like you say back to your initial illustration mm-hmm. it's looking at the picture mm-hmm. but ignoring the artist mm-hmm. and trying to make sense of the picture of life mm-hmm. and the picture of existence without consulting the author or the painter of that mm-hmm. existence mm-hmm. And it makes it quite interesting. And as a result of that, man has come up with its own ideas Mm -hmm. that are what we'd call. Wrong. <laughs> wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it, we,
1: well, yeah, in a word. In a word, yeah. <laughs> You're wrong. Okay, next. <laughs> next question. <laughs> next question. So there have been this problem in it, and it comes from, a we even suggested last week on Sink the Beagle that part of the issue is the, the stubbornness or the, the lack of humility of man, the intellect of man becoming so large that say, I can figure this out without any revelation from God. I will just simply study the picture. Until I get it all. And if you think about it, John, the picture that people look at in nature is a picture of beauty and glory and power and tremendous complexity. But... It's an accident. <laughs> yeah, right. No. But there's problems. We see problems there. We see, we see we thorns. We see that cheetah knock that, knock that little Roebuck down and bite in the neck. Yeah, that's, you know, what kind of a loving God would do that? And so there's something matter. It's Like going to that art gallery... And seeing a master uh, sculpture, but there's been you know the arm is broken off, and there's things going Someone on here. the nose, and, and it's still there. And you like to ask, well, what happened? I think I got the rough idea what it should have been, but what happened after that? And the and so science has approached it differently, and does not have a good
0: explanation, especially one that would be I would call gratifying. In, in the end, it ends up to be a godless explanation. You know, yep. when you come to it, and now if you take that idea of general revelation and interpret it apart from the text, basically what happens is you come to Genesis 1-3 to and you look at it based on scientific interpretation and you say, ah, Moses was just misinformed and <laughs> was misguided. And he really <laughs> know what he was nice talking old guy, about.
1: guy, but he just didn't get yeah. it.
0: He wasn't scientific. And if you're a Christian scientist, well, then you have to come up, well, what do I do with these chapters? Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. what's happened in the Christian realm among many churches, um, unfortunately so, is that they've spiritualized away. They're saying that, well, these were written for polemical reasons or theological reasons or mm-hmm. poetic reasons, mm-hmm. just to let us know that God sort of started it all and did he it. He had something to do with but it. But he didn't some way do it this other. way. Yeah. That there's nothing scientific about those chapters. And I will. I will grant them that it wasn't written for our scientific, necessarily, curiosity. It was more mm-hmm. than that. Mm-hmm. But we would differ a little bit in the sense that say, we would say that this, yes, there is an element of poetry in it. Right. There is a polemic against the gods of Egypt and the gods of the there's pagan a, there's world. There's
1: a structure to it in, in seven days and so forth.
0: And there is theology, teaching mm-hmm. that God is the big God who can create. Right. That does not necessarily, though, deny its historicity. We part company with the people who want to stick with just general revelation for an explanation of origins but, and say...
1: Which is a trumper in their thinking.
0: Yeah, we think that all these things also are historical. Mm-hmm. And and actually, that's how you do it. When you when you approach it from faith, you you take that position. And we even have a torpedo text, which I think talks about this approach to Scripture and to general and combining general and special revelation.
1: And it really kind of uh, speaks on faith in a, in a way that we're not quite used to if we have some Sort of a science orientation. It says in Hebrews 11, which is the faith chapter, Now faith is the evidence of things hoped for, the 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 substance, excuse me, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. That puts it backwards, John, that it's puts it? it backwards from the way science, it says, by faith, we understand that the things that are here came about by things we can't measure, we can't see, yeah.
0: by no, unseen faith forces. is the evidence, not the evidence leads to faith.
1: Yeah, it's the evidence that it is so, is yeah. that so many people
0: believe it and that and that, that is the platform for which the Christian or the believer in mm-hmm. scripture approaches it if you are of uh, have true faith in the bible mm-hmm. you begin with faith and faith is the evidence that god is the one who did these things the mm-hmm. way he said it mm-hmm. and that sets you on a course for trusting the full revelation of who god is which a keeps you humble yes b is very satisfact satisfactory explanation of what how it started what went wrong and how God solved the problem. And that highlights and focuses both the general and the special revelation Mm -hmm. on the ultimate revelation, the Mm -hmm. true word of
1: God who became flesh, Jesus Christ. Well, I, uh, as a pastor, I just recently conducted another funeral. I'm tired of funerals, frankly. I I don't like dealing with with the tremendous loss that people experience. And if I simply had a view of the universe as being godless and no purpose, no hope, I mean, these these funerals would just tear me apart tremendously. But the, the good news always is, is that this is not the end. And how can you prove that? It's by faith. It's all by faith. It's by and faith you get, believing what the Bible says the about Bible it. The Bible says it's differently. And when uh, this dear little saint, this dear little lady who is suffering so much, when I spoke to her, she said, uh, all I can think of is the future world. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and she had so much faith, she was ready to part. And she 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 left this existence like that. Uh, you what a can, way to you, go. It's, peace. It's, it's the only, and tremendous peace and faith and hope. And you only get that from understanding that death is an intruder, and God is working around the clock to restore this world to what it lost in Genesis. Yeah, and that's, it's,
0: it, this, all science can offer you is kind of this bold, naked bravery in the face of the inevitable. Big bang on the way to big crunch. Big crunch. And you're and when you're gone, you're toast. Yeah. We don't believe that. and no. We want to encourage you to experiment with this thing called faith by putting your trust in a being bigger than you. So tune in again to another Sink, Sink the, the Beagle. Beagle.
1: Thanks for listening to Sink the Beagle. We'd like to send you a special gift just for being with us today. Write to our email address, beagle at lifetalk.net and ask for your free copy of Dr. Dwight Nelson's book called Built to Last, A Thoughtful Look at Creation and Evolution. Ask for Built to Last when you write to beagle at lifetalk.net and be sure to listen in next time to another episode of Sink the Beagle.
0: So join us here each week, my friends, you're sure to get a smile from seven stranded castaways here on Gilligan's Isle.